0: You're about to listen to A True Story Told Live, because this is True Stories Live, brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre, and me, Molly Naylor. Will you welcome to the stage our first speaker of our first True Stories Live 2021. Please welcome, it is Molly Potter. So, after two and a half house fires, a forest fire or two, and the fact that I never got past the burning sugar volcano experiment in my chemistry set, and the fact that my dad said I should never be allowed to be near naked flames unsupervised, I still refused to own the label of pyromaniac. <laughs> my first house fire was in... <laughs> was in the last night of my student house in my second year at UEA. My dad, brother and dog had arrived to pick me up in a large yellow van. They decided to call Georgina Banana. That's of no relevance to the story whatsoever. Um, Anyway, they'd they'd come to pick me up. Most of my housemates had packed and left already. And I'd packed and I was ready to go. And in the process of packing, I re-found a giant joystick that my friend had bought back from Hong Kong, and I thought, I don't think my dad's going to welcome that into his house, so I might as well burn it now. So it took about five minutes to light on the gas stove. Um, and then once it was lit, I had the problem of where to put it because the usual joystick holders just weren't going to cut it. <laughs> so I'm walking around the house, most of my housemates are gone, and in one of my housemates' rooms, she'd already left. She'd very, very hand, handily left me this perfect solution, and I remember congratulating myself on how clever this was. It was a waste paper basket full of screwed up bits of paper, and it stuck really nicely in the middle of it. Oh and it held it perfectly and I did walk away really pleased with myself you know, great Um, so all day long we're going what is that smell I don't know, can you smell burning that's not, oh I don't, I'd long forgotten about it and I'm guessing it was a slow burner Um, anyway so that night to celebrate my last night I keep wanting to burp I had a coffee too quickly Uh, (laughs) I try not to do that into the microphone. Um, Anyway, so that night, to celebrate my last night in Norwich for a few months, because it was the summer holidays, um, I decided to go with my brother and my, at the time, ironically named boyfriend, Waster. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was actually really sensible. Uh, The least sensible thing he probably did was go out with me. Um, But, Anyway, we all went to the Jacquard and we had a good night and we came home. It was a, it's an alternative nightclub for anybody who doesn't know. And We came home at about two o'clock when nightclubs shut at two and we were all just about to succumb to our drunken stupor when I suddenly hear my brother in a, a tirade of expletives coming out of his mouth. And I think, oh, what's he up to now? He'd been a bit of a character all night. And... Uh, As I opened the door the wall of smoke that hit me instantly answered my question and I added to the expletives. Um, So and one thing I want to say now about time and fire then what I'm about to describe probably took five minutes at most but fire has a funny effect on time so retrospectively and at the time it felt more like an hour not five minutes and Einstein didn't sort of study that, did he? But I really do think it does something weird to time. So I went through to the front room where my brother had been sleeping, the curtains have gone, the soft chairs are sort of slumped heap on the floor, the uh, carpets are light, the windows are shattering out front ways, and basically the whole of the front of the house is on fire. Um, I stopped, got dressed, and I... uh, I said, uh, Waster, ironically, named, brackets, Waster, I'll um, put the fire out. Can you get my stuff out? It is already packed. Um, (laughs) And then I sent my poor brother down the road to ring the fire brigade because it was of the time when students were only allowed to have incoming call phones. We couldn't be trusted with phoning outwards. So he goes down to the phone box. Is that a shocking revelation for young people? (laughs) I hate people that say that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he goes down to the, the, uh, the phone box and he rings up 999 and apparently when the, the fire brigade said, so where's the fire? He said really indignantly, in the house! <laughs> he had to run up the road to get the street name because he didn't know where I lived, of course. So... <laughs> So meanwhile, me and, ironically named Waster, we've got the taps (laughs) on in the kitchen and he's got a big metal mop bucket and I've got a plastic bucket and we're running backwards and forwards with buckets of water, throwing it onto the fire and we do eventually put it out, which is amazing. And at this point, not being that long out of a childhood where I was regularly told off and in trouble, nearly always for good reason... My first thought was, do you think anyone will notice? <laughs> My brother returns from the phone box down the road, and, and he's got the dog with him so as <laughs> well, bless him. He returns, and I said, Mikey, um, we don't need the fire brigade anymore, thinking less chance of being told off. We don't need the fire brigade anymore. Did you ring them? And he goes, listen. no You no." Three fire engines. The police car turns up. And it was at this point that my ironically named boyfriend, Wayne <laughs> realised that he was stark naked. <laughs> he stood in the front garden stark naked. And I do remember a policewoman saying to him, I ought to do you for indecent exposure. <laughs> Only, I think she liked what she saw, judging by the uh, jaunty look she had on her face. <laughs> anyway, so... The next morning, the landlady rings up on the incoming only calls phone to ask us to leave the house tidy. <laughs> I did ask her to sit down before I broke the news and we had to give character references to the insurance company because it did, to all intents and purposes, look like a load of wacky students having a really, really good last night in their house that got a little bit out of hand. <laughs> so, uh, but it was all fine. But I think we did the next a lot of tenants a favour because it really was quite a revolting house. It had fur, furry mould up the living room wall. When somebody had a shower upstairs, if you were sitting in the living room below, you got wet too. And, and I guess this is our fault, it had a terrible aroma of vomit ever since my friend came round and saw fit to sort out the situation where one of my housemates had vomited all over the carpet by hoovering up his sick. (laughs) We didn't like using our hoover. Anyway, my next house fire (laughs) was actually a bit of a non-event. It just involved me and my now different housemate slumped on the sofa after a night out. And uh, (laughs) we were roused by... The pampas grass is on our mantelpiece. Who has pampas grass on their mantelpiece? Pampas grass on the mantelpiece set alight by the candle we'd lit earlier. So they were alight, and we managed to just sort of, like, stomp them out. And uh, there was just a little bit of soot, soot mess and everything. My two-and-a-half house fire was in a house I'd bought. Somebody let me buy a house. <laughs> Anyway, I'd been round a friend's house and we'd had food and probably a bit too much red wine and I came home and sometimes alcohol makes you feel a bit profound, doesn't it? Um, I decided to put a CD on and light a candle. Um, Just to say something about this candlestick, it was discounted to 40p from QD stores because it had a tendency to fall over. Um, but if you put a book on the base it would just about stay up so it wasn't completely useless anyway I went to bed the next thing I know I'm woke up by a spitting fire in the corner of the room basically the candle had fallen onto my CDs and it was a plastic fire and I do actually remember going oh another house fire (laughs) I'm good at these I'm an old hand at these and I just saunter over to it. And I start throwing the CDs out, open the window, throwing the CDs out the window. <laughs> this is all right. This is easy. Only then I look out the window and I'm concerned because my housemate's bike's down there and I'm worried it's going to burn his tires. That the fire's going to burn his tires. So I rush downstairs to open the back door. And I think the Einstein not studied time thing happens here again. Um, I rush downstairs to open the back door but I, this was a point in my life where I always used to wear my house key on a piece of string around my neck you could probably guess that that was a good idea for someone like me because, but it was for exactly this kind of situation only it wasn't there I remember scraping my neck frantically looking where's the key, where's the key? So I can't find it so I rush into my housemate's room and I shout keys! Which, retrospectively, (laughs) and now I think about it, probably wasn't the best word to shout in this particular circumstance. (laughs) Because he didn't move. So I run back upstairs and I think, I know what, I'm going to smother this fire. okay? And I had the choice of a really manky polyester duvet or a really lovely... Russian goose down one of those fancy ones, whatever it is anyway. I don't think I was thinking particularly rationally, because the result was a room full of feathers and a fire still going on in the corner of the (laughs) room. So, I just start throwing CDs out again, out the window, and then I start, you know, my head's going a little bit all over the place now, and I look again down, and I'm a bit worried about my housemate's bike. So I go downstairs, get to the back door again, and I find my neighbour outside with a salad bowl with some water in it (laughs) and can't let him in because i I still haven't found a key so i rush into my housemate's room again and this time i shout fire got it right eventually he did get up he lets tony the neighbor in and we all rush up like a comedy trio somebody says put the light on we all look up it is on (laughs) It was so thick with smoke. Anyway, Tony then proceeded to put the fire out with his little salad bowl and luckily I had a sink in my room. And for the next... that night and for the next five weeks, I slept round the neighbour's house because my room was completely decimated. The next day, I'm smearing smoke dust across my bedroom wall, feeling a bit disheartened. And someone far more grown up than me suggests, isn't this the kind of situation that house insurance is for, Molly, do you think? And it turned out it was. And not only did I get my whole house, not whole house, but a big chunk of my house decorated, I didn't get told off either. (laughs) (laughs) So it was wonderful. One of the weird things about not having a bedroom, it's quite unsettling, was I had to spend my evenings, because I didn't want to disturb the neighbours really early on, I just slept there and then left them to their evenings without me bothering them. Um, I I had the choice of either being in my living room all evening or going to a pub. (laughs) And that was much more fun. So I tended to go to the pub, and on one such night, it was the night when my brother, who now lived in Norwich, walked into the pub with his new musical partner, Andy Kirkham. And it was on that night that I issued the now infamous words to to Andy damage. (laughs) And he did. And he stayed. (laughs) He wouldn't fall for it now, though. (laughs) Anyway, so, clean slate, you might be wondering if I've left you with any head left to wonder. Um, Well, about a year later, my brother's girlfriend says to me, your brother... brother's written a lovely song about you, a lovely song about you. It's really loving. Jury's really out on that. But it's called Closet Pyromaniac. (laughs) It is on YouTube. If you want to assess how loving it is, there aren't any other songs called Closet Pyromaniac on YouTube. Anyway, the premise of the song is that my brother decided that when I didn't like the direction my life was going in, burn it down (laughs) and I uh, when I listened to the song I was like that's a ridiculous idea, who does that that's ridiculous, who burns their life down, what a stupid idea Mikey, what are you thinking except to say I've been happily with Andy Kirkham now for 25 years and you know what, in all that time I haven't had a single house fire (laughs) (laughs) True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre, and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England. Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.